Hello, and welcome again to By Popular Demand, the Demand Generation Podcast, brought to you by the Revenue Marketing Alliance and hosted by me, Jason Brisbane, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Hitchley. Every two weeks, as I've mentioned previously, I'll pull insights from some of the world's most talented marketing leaders to uncover the secret sauce of successful demand generation. In this episode, I'm joined by Jessica Brown, marketing executive and startup mentor. Jessica has held a number of senior leadership roles in the B2B SaaS tech space. I asked Jessica to share her perspective on demand generation strategies that companies can deploy at various growth stages. This turned out to be a great session, and I'm sure you will find a few nuggets that you can leverage in your current demand generation strategy. All right, with that out of the way, let's dive in. Thank you, Jessica, for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. So can we kick things off by you just telling the audience um, a bit about yourself, your background, and just your overall experience in the field of revenue marketing and demand generation? Absolutely happy to. And thank you so much for having me, Jason, and the Revenue Marketing Alliance. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today. Uh, So in terms of my background, I'm a demand generation expert and leader dedicated to increasing revenue for global B2B SaaS organizations, ranging from seed to series D stages by 100 to 200% year over year through strategic demand generation activities. I've built and led integrated marketing teams partnering across the entire go-to-market function, um, so meaning sales, marketing, uh, product, customer success, that's what I mean by that, uh, to exceed targets. And I enjoy scalable and efficient growth while reducing cost per lead and cost per opportunity through a multi-channel approach. I've worked for high-growth companies, including Coros, OneLogin, Open Envoy, Open Space, Reflective, and Rollworks. And I'm an avid skier, and I love to travel. I've been to over 40 countries, and I love discovering new places and meeting new people. Truly energizes me. Thank you for sharing that, Jessica. And as you mentioned, your experience... That's why we're going to have you on for future um, podcast episodes. Cannot wait. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Of course. So let's get the conversation started. Um, so for our kind of newer professionals out there that could be listening and haven't had a chance yet to work um, with demand generation, can you talk to us a little bit about your day-to-day responsibilities and, and what they look like? and What are the primary things that you oversee? Yes, happy to. So demand generation is the process of creating awareness and interest in a company's products or services. It is critically important within an organization because it partners across the go-to-market function, including sales, product, customer success, marketing, to help drive revenue growth. And demand generation can be achieved through a variety of different channels, From the digital side of things, these can include organic and paid efforts such as search engine optimization, search engine management, social media, email marketing, website conversion rate optimization, content development, virtual event experiences. And from the physical side, these include direct mail and in-person event experiences. Um, And also, I think it's important to note that 
the distribution of responsibility, scope, budget, etc. for all of the channels will vary from organization to organization, but it's good to have a general picture and understanding. Thank you um, for sharing that. And just kind of going back to some of the experience that you have, I think this is a question that I want to go ahead and, and ask, get your uh, perspective on early is, what are some key differences in demand generation strategies for, let's say, a C-stage um, startup on moving forward into the A to C um, phase and then even D, Series D and beyond? Can you share some key differences in, in strategies depending on company stage? So it all comes down to product market fit and resourcing. Seed stage companies are typically focused on developing and launching their products or services. They've limited resources, so they need to be strategic about how they allocate their budget and how often they focus on demand generation activities that are, you know, low cost and high impact. Um, that can include content development. Think of like a blog and a short customer webinar for social proof, co-marketing, search engine optimization, social media, and email marketing. And I'll also share that I was head of marketing for a seed stage company, Open Envoy. So I do have um, a unique perspective because I've helped um basically, you know, build this team from zero to one. And in terms of uh, series A through C companies, um, they have more resources than seed stage companies. They have found their product market fit so they can invest in a wider range of demand generation activities. In addition to what I shared above for seed stage, series A through C companies may also focus on digital advertising, which is traditionally more expensive, in-person events, in-depth content development. So think of white papers, ebooks, and more formal case studies, as well as these companies may start engaging with both PR and partner marketing efforts. Um, and then in terms of Series D and beyond, those companies have had the most resources so they can invest in the most sophisticated demand generation strategies. So in addition to everything already shared, um, Series D and beyond companies are likely to be very focused on personalized account-based marketing tactics, such as customized virtual and in-person events, landing pages, digital ads, and direct mail. Um, so they're going to, and they're largely probably focused on going up market. So with an enterprise, you really need to make sure you have that personalized message at all times. Um, and, and yeah, happy to answer any other questions. Thank you for sharing that perspective. So staying on that topic of, Hey, strategies at various company, um, stages. What are, what are some metrics or if you can provide any, insights on how to measure your success in demand generation campaigns based on stage? That's a great question. And the answer is actually quite simple. Success is measured based on the amount of closed one revenue. And how you get there is ensuring that the go-to-market function has worked together to create a funnel that makes the most sense for their business. Okay. Makes makes sense. Thank you. Um, what advice would you give as far as just affordable and effective demand generation tactics for early stage startups? Absolutely. So I would recommend focusing on activities that are low cost and high impact, such as creating short co-marketing webinars with 
complementary technologies that also share your same ideal customer profile that are likely in the same you know, portfolio fund as you, um, the friendlies, if you will, then share these webinars out to your email list and on social media. You can also take any insights and metrics shared from your customer calls. Um, you're likely having those being recorded, of course, and creating quotes and short customer stories from these, and then also sharing those out on your email and social media um, accounts. But yeah, please keep in mind, if you specifically name the customer, I would definitely recommend to get their approval before sharing. And if you don't have their approval, you can always share these stories in an anonymous way. Ideally, what you're looking to do is basically say, Hey, my target market looks and feels like the other companies that we're already doing business with. So it reduces the risk for those companies to take a bet on you. And you also want to position yourself as a thought partner. I think that's something very unique to a seed stage in those early stage companies is that you can really partner with the product and engineering teams to basically design that help be the foundational part of um, that product design and product utility to make sure that um, you meet your needs. And so being one of those early stage customers also has, um, I would say, like a huge advantage. Um, so on, on both on both ends there. Thank you. And you gave me some tactics that I think I can currently use <laughs> in my day to day at full disclosure. Um, but moving on, what, what are some ways, um, a company can scale their demand generation efforts as, as they grow? Definitely. So I would advise on looking at the data, go back several years to most recently within the past few quarters and past few months and see what has worked and what hasn't. Um, you know, and to put it again, very simply, invest more re- resources and the repeatable processes and channels that are working to bring them to scale. And as your company grows, you have more resources to personalize everything to make you stand out. Um, and so I don't think you need to overthink this whatsoever. It's just going to be like, again, looking at look how you can have that consistent impact on the business based on um, relevance as well as historical data. Hey, podcast people, looking for new ideas and resources to crush your revenue marketing goals? Our Pro Plus membership is your secret weapon. With Pro Plus, you'll be armed with a growing toolkit of accredited courses, real-world case studies, and battle-tested templates to annihilate the competition. With this plan, you get access to our Revenue Marketing Certified Call Course, which will equip you with insider frameworks and secrets to dominate leads, campaigns, and feedback loops. We're also dropping exclusive master's courses so you can learn from the greats. You'll be taking names in positioning, segmentation, and more. Plus, score a free yearly ticket to our exclusive Revenue Marketing Summit at a location near you. Rub shoulders with the titans of the industry. Whether your goals are short, medium, or long-term, Pro Plus gives you the ammo to conquer them all. Lock and load Pro Plus at RevenueMarketingAlliance.com and start dominating like never before. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so as a company grows, this always is something as revenue marketers that we have to keep an eye on. But how can companies or what advice would you give as far as 
how to align the, the marketing and sales efforts to create a successful demand generation strategy. So in my opinion, this is a, so important, but it, it scales beyond sales and marketing. Companies actually need to align their entire go-to-market function. So that also includes customer success and product alongside marketing and sales. Um, so everyone is bought into the strategies up front that, that are reaching their target market. Um, and it's best not to be in silo to work alongside one another to make this happen. So in order to get that buy-in, you know, I would definitely uh, advise having a weekly structure, enabling information to be quickly and easily shared, whether that takes the form of leadership meetings, working sessions, all hands or asynchronous work. Consistent communication is fundamental uh, for shared success. And uh, my hot take on the matter is if that the sales development team, um, if they that can roll into the demand generation function, it creates trust quickly by helping the sales team get more meetings and iterate their messaging to resonate faster. So what I mean by that is um, if you're helping not just you know email marketing from the marketing side, but if you're also helping from the sales side, let's say you know helping them. Uh, send out any HubSpot outreach, sales loft. I'm sure there's other uh, technologies that help with this as well. Anything that's being sent out from the seller themselves that are going to be much shorter, more concise messaging being sent from a person versus an email being sent from marketing, which is probably advertising some sort of event or resource. You know, it's going to be traditionally a bit longer. If you can help sales with those short, quick messages, um, to help them get meetings as soon as possible. And then also you're able to understand like what the customer and prospects are saying, you know, of uh, like if they're even replying in general, whether it's negative or positive, are you getting any sentiment from them? Um, and what are their general feelings on the software so that you can um, iterate that messaging faster? And so uh, having that underneath the demand generation function is advantageous um, for gaining that trust with sales and really helping them to, you know, again, set those meetings in order to generate the pipeline and then close the, the business, which is the goal for every company. No, thank thank you. Thank you for going into that level of detail. Um on the, on this topic, I want I want to ask a question. Given your experience working at companies across various stages, um what are some key differences and how did you overcome overcome those differences or potential challenges and how to communicate as a revenue marketer to the sales team? Can you can you shed some light on that? If Happy to. So I think it, it, it again, it, to put it simply, it comes down to internal communication. I think marketers, um, it's actually quite comical. We spend all of our time trying to craft the most unique and create, you know, creative and data, you know, messaging based off of data, um, to our prospects and customers to try to win them. Um, and of course, like we're not maybe spending enough time on the, really critical part as well as internal marketing of marketing your campaigns and also getting that buy-in. And so I think that's something I've I've you know thought through quite significantly of getting that internal communication going and going often is key to that success. And so 
um, whether it's a new relationship um, that you're joining a company or whether it's a company that you've been at for um, you know a few months or some a company that you've been at for quite some time, a few years, you can always um, iterate and improve upon your style of internal marketing. Um, what I like to share is like get the most important key points across um, and use the channels that make the most sense for that form of communication. So, um, you know, ideally you would have all of these, but sometimes it, it will vary from company to company. But having those leadership meetings alongside um, working sessions and then chances to share at all hands, as well as sharing asynchronously via email and messaging apps like Slack. Um, all of those things together are going to help, but I think it's about identifying what form of messaging is correct for each form of communication. And so um, my cheat code there is if you're Sending something via Slack, it's going to be quick. And people are have so many messages that they receive uh, at all hours of the day. So if you want anything to be remembered, I wouldn't use Slack. I would just use that to you know further enforce concepts or answer questions. If you want something to be truly remembered, I would you know develop a multi-channel approach, if you will, like what we talked about for marketing to prospects and customers. But instead, your key audience would be your company. Of, um, you know, basically, uh, looking at your target audience and what message is appropriate for which audience. Like, is it leadership executives? Is it your team? Um, is it cross functional teams and making sure to cater your right, uh, your responses to each of those? And then, you know, um, whether you have the option to have like a quick meeting on it and then follow that up with email or if it's just an email or if it's a slide deck. Um, that you, you have, again, you've had the opportunity to share that you want to follow up with, um, making sure that you're able to share like the key insights, the metrics, and, uh, and uh, again, like to make it really simple so that people remember what you're saying. Um, and they can get to the data quickly. Whatever you're trying to share, just make it really short, sweet, and to the point and customize it based on your target audience, just like what you would um, when marketing as well uh, to an external audience. Use those same principles internally. Okay. 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 Thank you for the advice and those cheat codes that you delivered. <laughs> um, I'm sure myself, as well as our audience members, will be able to leverage those in our day-to-day -day, um, communication sales. Um, so I do want to be mindful of your time um, because we're all extremely busy. So I want to ask you one last question. And that is, what are some important lessons that you've learned um, about building demand generation strategies for different companies at different stages? It's a fantastic question. Honestly, I could give you a million different responses, but I'm going to try to keep it like short, concise, and to the point. Um, so I would recommend doing an audit to see which channels and programs have worked and which haven't worked based on the data. You know, do this by leveraging your um, customer relationship management system, um, you know, like a HubSpot or a Salesforce, um, your marketing and sales automation systems, marketing automation like a, a Marketo, um, an Eloqua or Pardot, sales automation like I mentioned recent, uh, just most recently of um, looking at outreach, sales off, HubSpot, as well as Google Analytics, so you can see the back end of your website, and then any other data visualization and analytics tools being used across um, across your company. And 
make sure you get as much information as possible from all teams um, across the go-to-market function on how you can best support them as well as your customers. Um, and then do this in whichever cadence makes the most sense. Just like I shared, this is like above, like it can take a lot of different forms. Just make sure to customize based on the target audience appropriately. And then um, I know I, sp- I spoke of customers. <laughs> Speaking of them, you know, customer insights are truly gold. Um, and so seek out any opportunity to meet with customers virtually or in person and listen in on those recorded calls to understand their pain points um, and how you can best support them as well. So um, everything I do is always a combination of data-driven decision-making and creative tactics within demand generation. And uh, the fun part of it is being able to experiment. I know I didn't talk too much about that yet, but um, I think it's great to be able to learn quickly what's working, what's not working, and basically make changes appropriately and leverage your partners um, internally to be able to have that shared success. And also, uh, don't forget to have fun while doing it. Yes, uh, yes, yes. I think that's so critical too. Is like it's it's great to work on such interesting problems alongside your colleagues, but also like don't forget to have fun while doing it. And experimenting is my personal version of having fun of looking on a weekly basis. Um, you know what worked, what didn't, and then how we can iterate for the next week after that. So, um, yeah, those are kind of like some quick points. I I hope that this. That was helpful, and this conversation has been helpful in general. Yes, yes, it, it has been. And I'm looking forward to having you back on future episodes um, here on By Popular Demand. But um, I just want to say, really enjoyed chatting with you today. Um, if any of our listeners want to connect, um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, that's a great question and super excited to have this opportunity. And as well, I can't wait for the future podcast to come. Um, but if you want to connect with me in the meantime, I've, I've a common name, Jessica Brown. Um, and so if you want to come basically find me via LinkedIn, slide in my DMs at, uh, Jessica Brown, Duke University, always happy to chat and be of any help I can be. Um, so thank you. Thank you, Jessica. Looking forward to having you back soon. Likewise, cannot wait. Thanks for joining us on By Popular Demand. Don't stop now, there's more to explore. Dive into our other captivating episodes where we uncover revenue-boosting strategies, insider secrets, and inspiring success stories. Get ready to unleash your demand generation potential and stay ahead of the game. Keep listening. Like and subscribe if you can and enjoy the next episode.